Thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of the Story Station podcast. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and today we are joined by Jayla West. So before I, I jump in with all my questions, please uh, go ahead, introduce yourself, let people know who you are, what it is that you write, all that good stuff. Well, my name is Jayla West. I write short, steamy, contemporary romance. And when I say steamy, I mean, <laughs> bring your fans, <laughs> bring your fans. But uh, I have a new tagline for all of my books now that says, are you in the mood for a quickie? Who needs a quickie? Uh, because my books are short and sweet, but I pride myself on giving a full story. It's like eating a big meal in a small snack size container. And I write short because that's all the time I have <laughs> as a working single mom. And uh, that's all the time most of my readers have also. So I love that because, again, I, I love short stories. I started off writing like uh, fan fiction for soap operas or stories, as, as we call it. Um, so I love short stories. And when I saw that on your website, I was like, yes, <laughs> like finally somebody who writes short stories for the people. So what is it that you enjoy writing most when it comes to your, like your short stories? I know you said you write steamy, spicy scenes and all that stuff, but yeah. what, what really makes your heart just go pitter-patter when you start writing? Um, you know, I love, and I even have the characters say it sometimes, <laughs> I love when these big alpha guys get mm -hmm. super corny over um, some girl. And sometimes the girls, my characters will say like, did you really just say that? That is so corny. Yeah. <laughs> and that's totally my reaction, but it's so sappy, sweet. Uh, so I love that. I love getting characters to connect. I love meeting. I meet my characters as you meet my characters mm -hmm. because uh, they'll start out one way. And then all of a sudden I'm writing stuff. This year. It was like today in my class, I'll be like, she was a teacher. I didn't know that. <laughs> You're writing it and figuring it out as you go. I love yes, that. Because yes. <laughs> if you see my outline, which I do do an outline, and then you see the story, you're like, you didn't have none of this. I said, I know. <laughs> the, the characters told me their story. They told it their way. You know, hey, so. To be fair, you, you try to do an outline. I know some people who are just meticulous and they can do an outline and follow through. And I just, I envy them. Because I tried doing outlines. I tried being like a, a plotter. And it's like yeah. I'm somewhere in between like a plotter and a pantser. So when yeah. you when you're discovering your characters as you're writing them, I think that is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and believe me, my outline is just very general. Like they have the meet cute. So I have in my mind what's their meet cute and what's their conflict and <laughs> how are they gonna resolve it and how does it, it like it's very general, but <laughs> Uh, all those things, uh, the the opening is what's the trickiest part for me. And that's usually pretty close to the uh, outline because <laughs> the characters haven't come to me yet. But as the story progresses, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. See what you, you did there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I see what you're trying to say. Okay, I'm going to write it for you. Let me, let me get yes. my, let me get my stuff. <laughs> Have you ever written like the ending of a story before and then? started like writing from the ending to the beginning 
I have never. I, I, I'm, I'm usually. You sound like it quarters. was so scandalous. Like oh, I would no, never. because I can't. <laughs> I'm usually like three. This is probably a weakness because I'm usually like three quarters of the way through the book, and I'm thinking, how am I going to end this? How would mm-hmm. this end? even with the outline? That's yeah. Even with the know. outline, because the story has generally taken me in a different direction. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, hmm, that ending isn't going to work. Uh, yeah. How? <laughs> Am I going to end this? And because I write short, mm-hmm. I'm not a naturally short writer. So as I'm writing, I find that the story isn't ending. I'm like, oh, God, I got to end this story. I, okay, you're getting into a novel now. End this story. And so I was like, how can I? Because I usually have so much more in my mind that I want to tell. Mm-hmm. And so... I think you should just do it. Just write that novel. Just get it out there. <laughs> but I know, yeah. I know you have your tagline, but I think just once, yeah. just say it and see what happens because you never know. Well, it has happened so many times because a lot of times I've been in collabs or something and mm-hmm. they say, how many words are you going to write, Jayla? I was like, oh, it's just going to be 6,000, 7,000. <laughs> What's your minimum? 6,000 is the minimum. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Six, Good. maybe eight. Then uh, when they get the story, it's 16,000. I was like, I tried. That's a, what is that? That's a novella. <laughs> I'm like, I tried. I tried. Ah, so I see your progression. Now you have your, I call them one shots. So the one story, and then you you venture into like a proper short story. And then you have what your, your novelettes and then your novellas. That's where you like to yeah. reside. Those are your streets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's bad when you start a series, like Mm -hmm. my Skin Sin series is short. It was supposed Mm -hmm. to be short, come out every week. Mm -hmm. And the first book originally was 43 pages. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Next book is 50. Next book after that, 60. (laughs) I was like, you're making them longer and longer. Um, And then I went back and added some more to the first story. Uh, mm-hmm. Because people in my reviews, and I do read my reviews, were saying, oh, we needed more. So I went back and added more. So now it's at 54 pages. And I'm like, I, I went back and was like, well, if I add this, I need to add that. I need to add this. The story never ends. I should write It never so- ends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'd be, you'd, you'd be in the right business. Because sto- people love stories. People love soap operas to this day. They won't say it. They won't admit it. But people still watch soaps. So yes. you 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 definitely have a market for it. So keep at it. I love that yeah. though, seriously. Because if, you're re- if your readers like it and you can create more characters for them to enjoy reading, why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. look at the Savage Bloodlines. Look at yeah. the Lunchtime Chronicles. They... Yes. Yeah, they are the blueprint as far as I'm concerned. They they're in the long Absolutely. game. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah. So have you ever thought of working on a story with that many authors at one time? We I know you mentioned uh collaborations, working with other authors on different projects. Is that something you have done before? Is that something you're thinking of doing? You know, Every time I think of it, I've done collabs. In fact, mm-hmm. I'm in one now, and my book comes out on August 20th. It's set mm-hmm. on, uh, it's called Mountain Ridge Resort. It is set, it, the idea was during the summer, and it's mm-hmm. set on the fictional resort. Mm-hmm. It's modeled after the resort in Dirty Dancing. 
Oh my so gosh. It's a series of like cabins and these couples are here for different reasons. So every author is free to tell their own story and everybody is all taking place. We even have like a map. It's so much fun. We're all working in the same world, but it's not as connected as Savage Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Every time I someone pitches to me an idea of a collab, I think I've been about four or five now. Four or five? Um, wow. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no. Because uh, I was like, I don't like it. And so I turned down a lot of collabs. The thought is, it's, it's painful mm-hmm. working on someone else's deadline, their kind of story idea, because my story changes. So um, all of these things that have to be done in advance. Mm-hmm. is torture for a pantser, which in my heart, I'm a pantser. And if your audience doesn't know that someone who writes, we say kind of by the, the fly of their pants, they don't yeah. see to their pants. They don't mm-hmm. have it all plotted out detail. But in mm-hmm. the lab, you have to be a little more structured, a little more details, torture. So I'm always like, uh, I don't know. Then later, I'll see it and be like, oh, God, I should have been in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kicking myself for months. Um, yeah, because somebody mentioned to me about Savage Bloodline when it was just like an idea. So I wasn't mm-hmm. formally invited. And she was like, do you think you would want to do like a mafia with a group of authors? I was like, no, torture. No, thank you. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes you you hear about something and you're like, mm, I'm good over here. I don't need to. And then like a year later, you realize yes. that you've written like a short story that would be perfect for it. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you got to figure out when, when you can tap into it. And sometimes it's not, yeah, it doesn't always work out, but that's okay. Cause now you're, you're still doing what you love to do, which I think is super cool. So speaking of doing what you love to do, I hear that you are now going full-time. You are now a full-time author at home with three kids. How, yeah. how are you managing that? First of all, cause I don't have any kids and I still struggle finding time to write. <laughs> and this summer was going to be, I'm like, oh, school is out for this summer. I'm going to write a book a week, a book every 10 days, mm-hmm. uh, because that's my sweet spot too, is 15,000 words or 20,000. Like that's yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. You can get that. And they have been running me all over the country. <laughs> I promise you. So... <laughs> I, it's, it's really a balance of right before we get on the podcast, what I'm mm-hmm. doing now is I'm taking the time to schedule my day. Mm-hmm. That's really the only way for me, because if I don't schedule my day and say at this, I, I'm putting in writing blocks mm-hmm. as an appointment with myself. If I don't make an appointment with myself, mm-hmm. then I end up on somebody else's uh, schedule. If you don't schedule yourself, somebody else will schedule you. And <laughs> I tell myself, this is my mantra. Mm-hmm. Writing is the engine that drives this train. You've got to write it. I want to do this with the kids. I want to do this. What moves this train forward? Writing. <laughs> you have to write. So it's, I'm, I'm, I have to be really cognizant of mm-hmm. staying focused and staying clear Uh, What I tell people who want to write Mm full-time is that make office hours for yourself, leave your phone out of your office and your space and sit down 
and right. Because yes. what will happen, you don't have to have children. All you need is family and friends because people will assume you're not doing anything and yeah. they will give you a million things to do. A million hey, and one. Can you pick up her from the <laughs> library for me? I can't make it there. Hey, you don't mind dropping this off for me. Can you do this for me? And I'm like, okay. No, fam, I'm I good am- over here. <laughs> It's so hard to do that. It but is. if you don't bring your phone in your writing space, you can just focus and mm-hmm. make what you do a priority. Absolutely. You have to. And I would even go further to say, like, maybe not start off like scheduling like three hours. Okay, start off with like 30 minutes and yes. then it keep extending it to as long as you think you're going to need and people will fall in line I promise you at first it's going to be hard because I also edit and so sometimes mm-hmm. I'll have people send me stuff and it's like um can you put this on your schedule I need a proof for this or like can you line this for me by this time and I'm like I'm supposed to be writing right now why are you interrupting me and I think about <laughs> it I was like wait it's not their fault it's my fault because I didn't tell them so I was like okay I need to block this time off and that means no Facebook no nothing I've even deleted the apps from my phone so yeah and the baby steps I definitely agree but what you said earlier back to your writing your your scheduling time to write in these these delightfully delicious short stories that you're writing you mentioned your series earlier so I would love to go back to that and talk a little bit more about this this oh so sweet and short series that was supposed to be short (laughs) but it's slowly becoming more as you write that so let's let's talk a little bit about that (laughs) well Skin Sins uh, was the second series I wrote. I have three series. Mm-hmm. Um, one is semi-completed, but I have three series. And Skin Sins Test Shop is my uh, motorcycle club series, mm-hmm. which isn't true motorcycle club. I have to say that up front because it's not really gritty. It's not mm-hmm. uh, terribly, terribly dark. Mm-hmm. It's gray as people say. (laughs) It's great. It's Heather Gray. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Because I'm trying to write dark uh, and I can't. Mm -hmm. I'm not that person. So what happened with that, it actually came from my idea. I know someone who had uh, breast cancer and they had to get, have surgery. And I started looking more at women who've had these surgeries and doing, um, you know, and just in walking her through that, it was a family mm-hmm. member, just in walking her through that, you know, watching these videos on these women who had this surgery that changed their life, but saved their life. And mm-hmm. these women were warriors. And I just wanted to tell the story of a woman who had these scars and she goes to this tattoo shop to own it because I saw a woman who had a, mastectomy and over it they put a full like rose blooming to show Mm -hmm. life and I was like that's so awesome what's their story how did she walk into the shop like how did she say this is what I want you to do and what was his reaction if it was a male like yeah okay and so that's where the story started and so it came from the idea of everybody has these scars And so each uh, story has a woman, or in some cases a man, who has some type of 
flaw. It's not as obvious what the scar is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always physical is yeah. what I mean to say. But mm-hmm. they come into the shop. They meet these guys who are ex-bikers. And they run this shop. And they, through this tattoo art, they make this connection and fall in love. Oh, uh, that is so beautiful. And I like the, I like the sweet twist on it um bj thornton is the only other author i can think of that i've read that has done something similar to this so i'm really excited to dig in and and discover more about this series because that's oh and like you said most scars you don't see yeah that's the tricky part so i would love to to love uh to read more about that that's just but i, I want to make it clear it's not <laughs> yeah. sad or angsty it's this so it's not contemporary <laughs> she's gonna she's walking into this shop and she's like I want this tattoo and actually and some people complain because actually where we meet her because it's a short story Mm -hmm. she's already received the tattoo so it's oh people want to be there for the whole thing yes they're (laughs) like oh I would love to see when they first met no that's not that story (laughs) that would be another story maybe someday but not this one (laughs) see how see readers think they slick they want (laughs) they try to get a prequel Exactly. Because they know we love compliments and they're like, oh, this story is so beautiful. I wish I could have yeah. read the beginning before they got the tattoo. Nah, homie. <laughs> yeah. I see what oh, you do. <laughs> for readers, readers, mm-hmm. listen to me. Hear me, readers. <laughs> if you love the story, mm-hmm. you just want it an epilogue yeah. or a prequel. <laughs> Don't mark the review down. <laughs> Because I have some reason she was like, I love this story so much. It was so beautiful. It's so great. I enjoyed it. I laughed. I cried. I love it, love it, love it. But I'm giving it four stars because I want an epilogue. What? (laughs) So you're giving me four stars because you're greedy. Like that's not um, fair. But I for those who don't know what an meal. epilogue is, I think for those who don't know the difference between like an epilogue or a prelogue, why don't you tell them really quick why that's important to note? Because it it does it is a little different depending on the story. <laughs> so the story has ended, mm-hmm. and now you just want a glimpse into their future or post story life. Mm-hmm. So that's a different story. Yeah, I don't. So it can be a whole thing. Because I did go back and add an epilogue because people are like, I love it. I want more. I'm like, fine. Give the people what they want. Begrudgingly. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Stop marking me down because I, I fed you a full meal. Everyone like, I, and I gave you dessert because that's yes. what an epilogue is to me. Yes. It's a dessert, okay? <laughs> you gave me the ice cream, but I wanted whipped cream on my ice cream. You know, you know what? <laughs> you are not the cook, okay? <laughs> uh, so, Aww. but it's a compliment. So yeah, it really I have is. To, I I take it as a compliment when people say, and I understand because Mm -hmm. I've read stories by some of my favorite authors and I've been like, oh my God, I want more of this couple, please, please. (laughs) (sighs) C'est la vie. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of uh, readers and their their basically their their demands 
do you feel that as as you continue reading and, and writing generally as an author, is that something that you strive to do? Or is it just like, okay, I'm going to tell the story that I want to tell, and I'm going to put it out here for you guys to read it? Or do you feel yourself spending more time saying, okay, but what about this? Can I add this? Because I know the readers are going to ask for it. Um, well, I'm sort of in the middle. I'm, I'm trying to make a living mm-hmm. and support my family. So mm-hmm. I, I write certain stories that I think are, are commercial, but mm-hmm. I'm always concerned with, I want the readers to have a great experience. Mm-hmm. Whenever someone like on Facebook posts or something, sometimes people will say, oh, like I'll post a graphic teaser for the book and they'll say, I'm going to download it. And I always respond by, oh, I hope you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I say the same thing every time. I'm like, I can't find a different way of saying that, but that's yeah. so much coming from my heart. Like, mm-hmm. I really hope you enjoy it. I really hope you enjoy it. So um, when I give my readers something I'm trying to give them an experience I've had the experience of reading a book and closing just being like ah like it was wonderful (laughs) and so for me I I do look at what their reviews are uh, Mm -hmm. to say where can I improve my craft and I'm constantly trying to take classes and work with other authors and editors to see how can I improve my craft? And, you know, I have some authors who tell me, do people sell your, buy your books? As long as they're buying, don't worry about it. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm not satisfied with that. I really want to tell a story that I think- It's the creative curse. It's the creator's curse. We're never satisfied unless we know that they are enjoying the work as much as we have put into it and write and have written it it's like we enjoy that process that's why we do it so we want to make sure that they're enjoying reading the story too absolutely and as a reader mm-hmm. I know what that feels like yeah because so, I love so I'm like, I want to give that one of my books the one of the best reviews I ever got she was the issues like I love this book when I got to the end I cried oh. <laughs> I was like <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I was thinking well that wasn't supposed to happen it's not a sad book <laughs> yeah. she, cried? But she, was like, she was so but, happy but was like, <laughs> I was so moved by the ending of this book and I was like really and then someone else put I did too I was like really Aww. what's wrong with y'all but okay I'll take it <laughs> That is the highest compliment, though, when people are like, oh, I got to the end of your story, and I was so sad it was almost over. I was like, really? Yes. Little old me? I know. Mm-hmm. I was like, so it's a couple of things mm-hmm. that really um, highlighted my career. So my career, keep in mind, I've only been doing this really for a year, maybe mm-hmm. a year and six months now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know how you could put on the, like, the bestseller, the top 100? Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting on the top 100. Um, this was in free reads. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time I've made the top 100 is in free reads. But I was sitting next to that, an author that I really admire her career. She's big <laughs> name. I'm thinking, wow, I'm right next to her. Yeah. <laughs> 
I took a like a screenshot. Of, of course, it, you right? have to. You like, have to. Because when is that going to happen again? Like, and then in short reads, I got next to another author. This is a big, my one of the first books and authors that I really love to start is Dean Koontz. Yes. Uh, I was right next to Dean Koontz. I was like, oh my God. I sent it to all my friends. <laughs> like, look at this, y'all. I remember I after reading like a review for my my uh, women's fiction story, and then I saw they said uh, books recommended, and my book was right next to Eric Jerome Dickey's Lovers, wow. and I was like screeching, and then I looked yeah. again, and I was like, wait, the, oh, it's books that the, the readers have read. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, it wasn't recommended. So I but know, so but I was like, what? <laughs> it's so good. That means like they're looking at Eric and then they're looking at you and they're like, I'll read this and then I'll read Eric or I'll read Eric and then I'll read her. I read them both. I, I was feel like my chest was out. My chest was puffed yeah, out very high. <laughs> it hasn't happened since, but that one time was enough for me. I was like, I, I wrote every day for the for the next two weeks after seeing that because <laughs> <laughs> I grew up reading Eric Jerome Dickey stuff. So I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So now before we go, I do have one final question to ask. You've kind of done this already, but I would love to know what advice would you have for your fellow authors that are also readers and, and listen to the podcast? What advice would you give them if they were interested in doing like a collaboration or maybe thinking of doing an anthology of some sort and they've never done it before? What would you say to them? Okay, if you're looking at a collection, collaboration, anthology, whatever, mm -hmm. don't get into it with other authors who've never done it. Made that mistake. Oh, that's, I didn't even join, think of that. <laughs> join, because sometimes you think, I'm a small author, she's a small author, let's all of us small authors get together and do it. Mm -hmm. No, not your first time. Mm -hmm. Get in, and when you look at the collab, if you, sometimes you don't know, but when you get in and you can see some people who you respect and you've seen them in other collabs and you know they have experience with this or the organizer, then join that one. Do a few of those that are really well organized. Mm -hmm. um, then you'll see like, uh, like with the Savage Bloodline, they knew how to market. They, they have experience. They've been in it for a while. So those you might think, well, they're not going to take a small author like me. And they may not, but there are some which do. Mm -hmm. And they're open to you and they're inviting and they will help you and you, you will learn. Collabs mm -hmm. should be a school because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of little pieces to that wheel and especially the marketing piece. And you need to see, uh, see that all those pieces are fitting. So mm -hmm. get in a good collab not just any collab just because we're all joining together doesn't mean it's going to be a good collab that um, is very good advice <laughs> and for writing I would just say try and really write authentically and uh, look for your characters when you're writing mm -hmm. there will be a moment where your character just clicks and it will just flow like magic like you're not even writing the story anymore that's the moment you want once you're there 
stay mm-hmm. with that. Don't say to yourself, oh, I got an outline. Oh, I got to follow my outline. Or, oh, it says it. No. Once that character just flows and you click, mm-hmm. write that. That is going to be the best stuff you ever wrote in your life. If you can't use it in that book because you're in a series or something and like they won't, they don't want, you know, sex or they want sex or something, but it's so authentic, mm-hmm. then cut and paste, save it in another document, continue in another story, but don't throw that out. That is your gold. Mm-hmm. You know what, when you, what you just mentioned, I think is spot on because speaking about the Savage Bloodlines again, I think that's what they did because they released their, their collection of short stories together and they had their Patreon and they were sharing bonus features. And then just recently on Twitter, they are now, if I'm not mistaken, if I am, let me know y'all in the comments, but uh, they now are releasing the books individually with bonus content. So those, those scenes that might not work for the, the collection or the anthology are now in the story. So that is just chef's kiss to me. Like th- those ladies, hats off to all of you. You all did extraordinary because now other authors are looking at y'all and like, yeah, these are the rooms that I'm trying to be in. I can't, I can't give y'all enough flowers, honestly, because I love seeing like when they when they made the USA Today, because I knew that was one of yes! their goals. I was over yes! the moon happy for them. Yes! I was like, it's not even something yes. I would want to do, but just the fact that they went out there and like, this is what we want to do. Yes. We're doing it. And they did it. I was so happy. Like just the whole day. I was yes. like, and I kept seeing all their posts. I was like, look at there's another one. There's another one. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And for me to see us mm-hmm. as women of color working together, because mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a corporation. Yeah. Come together. You have one single purpose. Mm-hmm. We lift each other up and we mm-hmm. took each other to the USA bestseller. Um, yes, they I'm did that. Flabbergasted. <laughs> and this is the power of unity and sisterhood mm-hmm. and building each other up and uh I'm I'm so one of those authors that's like let's see how we can help each other yeah uh, and and not uh we're not going to get there by tearing each other down and we did we did yeah. it see, I feel they like did we it. did it and I'm not, <laughs> it. I'm not it. <laughs> it's like well next time next time you're in a project you can really say yeah we did that and that's yeah. yeah. And honestly, they they really are setting the tone because there are so many authors who think that they can't do it because they're just little old so and so or no one's harder than before. And it's like they did it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody starts and, off as a nobody. <laughs> yes. And I and I'm not saying don't join a collab unless it's a big one like yeah. Savage Bloodline. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, um, you want some experienced people in it, even if it's just one or two, somebody mm-hmm. who is going to um, have the answers because it takes so many pieces, just even putting the series together with Amazon and so that all the books are linked and mm-hmm. uh, it's 
it's, using Lulu is another one because yeah. you you know everyone has to make sure that their you know their money is in order. So on that end, Lulu, someone might be great at marketing. Someone might be great at social media. Yes. So you you all have readers, so you have to pull your resources together. Exactly. And if you can make it work with that, then make it work. Someone may be great at Facebook ads. Somebody you might be better at doing in person events where you have to network and talk to people like you all have a talent I mean obviously you have a talent you you have a passion for writing but you all can use the experiences and and knowledge that you know as a collective to make move that noodle so do it <laughs> that that is fantastic and advice <laughs> one 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 other thing just one more sure that whatever you do in the collab leads back to your other work so if yes like mm -hmm. for me I have a motorcycle series mm -hmm. so if I'm in a collab with Savage Bloodline mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with motorcycles but I'm going to mention it um, mm -hmm. I'm going to say oh we have to work with the Roars Motorcycle Club in order to move the product yes. uh, so something that leads because you want this book because it's just a one-off book, but you mm -hmm. want to make sure that it helps build your brand. So when mm -hmm. they leave that series, they're like, oh, well, let me say she did mention that she, you know, her motorcycle gang in this book. And I see she has a motorcycle club series. Maybe I'll go check it out. Mm -hmm. It's marketing. Let that book be marketing for something else that you, that's going to drive readers to your um stories your series your books your other books before you go uh let people know where they can find you because i know your calendar is is filling up rather nicely up until like the summer of next year so where can people find you on all these social medias and all that stuff so <laughs> easy to find because almost all the social media is my name so mm -hmm. my website site is jaylawest.com mm -hmm. on twitter at Jayla West on Instagram, at Jayla West on TikTok. Haven't put a video yet, but I'm going to. I'm like, I'm going to get there. <laughs> I'm learning TikTok at Jayla West on Facebook, Jayla West. Everything is Jayla West. So it's <laughs> it's not hard to find it all. And of course, if you want to visit, all of my books are available through Amazon and uh, free with Kindle Unlimited. So <laughs> If you want, and if you go to my website, mm -hmm. uh, I can put it in here. Uh, I can give everyone a free book who signs up for my um, newsletter. Look at that. Yay. Free books for everyone. Well, <laughs> you got to sign up for a newsletter, but y'all get yes. the idea. <laughs> yes. And yeah. then that way you will always have um, access to my newest releases, what's going on in my world, um, other freebies that may come up, extended scenes, which are also available on the website. Mm-hmm. That is nice. For and the greedy people. Yeah. <laughs> For the, oh, I wish we had more of this. Here you yes. go. Here you go. Go to the website. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And what about any in-person events or any virtual yeah. events that you yeah. have scheduled? Mm -hmm. If you're in the uh, Chicago area where I'm from, I'm going to be, or in the Midwest, Meet Me in Milwaukee is a, a collection of uh in-person conference for romance readers mm -hmm. it's called meet me in milwaukee and it kicks off on august 20th i'll have free books uh, not free books i'll have books there 
paperback books, signed copies. In fact, I'm going to have a pre-order list up on my Facebook page where you can tell me who you want me to make the book out, pre-orders. So when you come, you just pick your book up and then that's August 20th. And then in September, uh, the last weekend in September, I'll be in Niagara Falls. Yes, we leave in the yes. country, girl. <laughs> we, we out here. <laughs> yes, it's my first time going to uh, Niagara Falls. I have been to Canada before, but it's my first time going to Niagara Falls. And uh, we are going to be at the Americana Resort. Milwaukee's at the Hyatt um, Americana I think that's the 27th, 28th, mm -hmm. 29th, and 30th. Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> but the events are on my um, website. If you go to my jlawest.com, click mm -hmm. on events, you'll see all the times you'll be able to meet me. And then in February, I'm at the Coastal Magic Convention in Tampa, Florida on February 24th. I know by heart it's my sister's <laughs> birthday. So <Hey>. Come on out. <laughs> Not Tampa, Daytona Beach. Daytona Beach, there it is. Yeah, you can wish my sister a happy birthday and uh, we'll be there celebrating and celebrating. This is romance of all genres. That one is going to be, all of these are, are going to be huge. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. And I'm excited to see people are actually going out for events. I'm more yes. of a virtual person, but if you guys can go out yes. to one or two of these events or heck, make it a, a to bucket list, just go to Niagara Falls. I've never been. Exactly. Go for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Niagara Falls is going to be wonderful. And this is by, uh, this is uh, Black Women's Swirl. Mm -hmm. um, and it's dedicated to um, interracial, which I love, September 22nd through September 24th. Okay, now I'm looking at the event. Mm -hmm. um, and you will not believe some of the authors that will be appearing there. It's oh, I've seen the lineup. I was like, I want to go. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's so, so many events and mm -hmm. uh, authors and the location i'm really i'm excited about them all me too i'm, I'm happy to hear that we are out here and we're on the move <laughs> yes yeah so again thank you jayla west for joining me here on the story station podcast thank you all so much for listening i am Kay mccoy your host and until next time keep reading y'all talk to you later bye <laughs> bye bye <laughs>